0: Welcome to local news live daily. I'm Brian Pierce, one of the hosts at local news live. It is Wednesday, June 9th. Thank you for joining us as we recap some of the top stories on the podcast from today covered by our great TV stations. It's what we do on the TV side, but this is a more condensed version no longer than about 10 minutes. I'll try to hit that time as we cover About nine or ten major stories that were covered today, again, Wednesday, June 9th, by our Gray TV stations that we took on the local News Live feed. We are the digital network for Gray TV, brand new, as we are basically the hub for all the top stories our stations across the country are covering. Let's go ahead and get into the top couple, and I'll say right at the top, these aren't the happiest of stories all of them are a bit grim in some way especially these first couple but they are big they made headlines and we covered them live today so to get you updated on what is happening around the country we bring them to you okay this first story these first two really are both sports related a player currently suspended from the virginia tech football team this is covered by wdbj in roanoke virginia From the Virginia Tech football team that's based out of Blacksburg, Virginia, was released on $75,000 bond on Wednesday after being ordered to stay with his parents. 18-year-old E.C. Atute will be under house arrest after being accused of murdering a 40-year-old Jerry Smith. Basically, it seems to be a a Tinder date, which may have potentially led to a short romance gone bad. It's tough to really uh, tell from the details. They did first meet on Tinder, though. Uh, it Apparently, the football player, E.C. Tute, thought that Jerry Smith was a woman. He dressed as a woman on his Tinder date. They met a couple of times, and on the second time, he fatally beat him to death. This is significant because reporters with WDBJ say this sort of crime really never happens in Blacksburg. You know, the last time we had a, a serious crime in that community where Virginia Tech is might have been those Virginia Tech shootings all those years ago that were obviously a horrific incident, but this type of thing rarely happens in that community. Uh, right now, that football player, E.C. Atute is released on $75,000 bond. Obviously, whenever a athlete, both professional or high-profile college athlete, uh, has this happen to them, it becomes a pretty major national story. Go to WDBJ's website for more information there. Going from college football to the pros, Cleveland Browns chief of staff Callie Brownson planned no contest to basically a DUI in Brunswick Mayor's Court on Tuesday evening, driving under the influence. Uh, significant because Callie Brownson, a rare female coach in the NFL, the Browns were uh, basically considered to be breaking ground by hiring Brownson to be one of the uh, part of the staff. She's the chief of staff for the Browns football team. Brunswick's police pulled Brownson over on May 27th early in the morning for driving 20 miles over the speed limit in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. Uh, She was pretty clearly over the legal alcohol limit. Brownson is going to keep her job, according to the Browns coaching staff. Uh, The Browns really turned their team around this past year. Coach was one of the top coaches in the entire NFL. The coaching staff was highly regarded for making Cleveland football relevant again through their coaching, their player development. So this high-profile chief of staff, Callie Brownson, who helped as a woman, that's rare in these NFL circles, make this team really good. uh, Getting arrested becomes a big story. With that said, it does not appear that she will be fired, will likely face other punishment, of course. This out of WBRC, our third story. This now goes to the COVID-19 pandemic. How communities are trying to respond from it. The first two stories, major crime situations. Now we move on to COVID-19. Out of WBRC in Birmingham, Alabama, Medical West, a local hospital, is offering a $5,000 sign-on bonus. They're looking for medical technologists and lab techs. So if you thought it was just local restaurants, local bars, Maybe the low income areas that are offering money for people to join their team during the COVID 19 pandemic at a point where it is becoming hard to hire people. It's some pretty high profile positions as well. But not to be forgotten, the restaurants in this community are also offering up incentives. WBRC notes Half Shell Oyster House is giving new employees up to $600 when they sign on. So again, communities or other businesses and communities across the country have a hard time hiring people in many cases, offering these signing bonuses. We're seeing it here in Birmingham, Alabama. WIBW reporting on this sad story. The Kansas National Guard has lost an airman after a military vehicle crashed on Tuesday afternoon. The Kansas National Guard says three Air National Guard airmen, their story didn't mention them yet, uh, is assigned to the 184th, Wing were in a military vehicle accident on Tuesday afternoon, June 8th, at the Smoky Hill Air National Guard range that is near Salina, Kansas. So that community now in mourning after three Air National Guard airmen uh, died in a training accident when their vehicle overturned. They were honored in their community on Wednesday. So a couple stories involving crime and athletes. We have one about uh, one community trying to get more people hired with many jobs being open at this point where our economy is recovering and in the Kansas national guard losing three airmen during a military vehicle crash on Tuesday afternoon. Let's go to WBTV in Charlotte, North Carolina, the committee, the city rather, rather a North Carolina city. There we go. Asheville, North Carolina is committing a $2.1 million towards funding reparations. Now, this is fascinating, especially coming out of North Carolina, a pretty purple state politically and socially. The initiative began last summer when it joined a number of U.S. cities, which have voted to address their histories of racism and discrimination. The Asheville Citizen Times report, and it was covered by WBTV as well, the Asheville City Council is approving a budget amendment to pull the money from city land purchase in the 1970s as part of the city's urban renewal program that tore apart black communities. The City Council has previously said that the reparations do not require direct payments, but would mandate investments in areas where black residents face disparities. So essentially uh, they're taking money from land purchase in the 1970s as part of an urban renewal program that hurt black communities and using that money to help areas where black residents face disparities. there are talks about reparations across the country. Maybe the most high-profile incident was uh, a community in northern Chicago, where Northwestern University is at. Uh, it invested quite a bit of money towards reparations. This is a $2.1 million sum in Asheville, North Carolina, to try to help out areas where black residents face disparities. And they attribute that in part to uh, the 1970s as part of an amendment uh, that I guess pulled money from city land purchase in the 1970s, there we go, Um, that tore apart black communities. Okay, let's go to Memphis, Tennessee, WMC reporting that Rose College in Tennessee is making unvaccinated students pay $1,500 for safety fees. And you're seeing this at other points. Virginia Tech today just came out that they're going to require their students coming back to get vaccinated. Now, Rhodes College in Tennessee is not going that far, but they are saying they are making unvaccinated students pay $1,500 for safety fees. This covers the cost of mandatory COVID testing. Students must also complete tests and isolate for 10 days prior to coming on a campus. So many colleges are handling this situation differently. Rhodes College in Tennessee, maybe you have your own perspective on it, is allowing unvaccinated students, but they're saying, look, if you're going to come back unvaccinated, you have to pay for the safety fees, which they priced at about $1,500. This out of Texas, the Associated Press reported it, KXII in Sherman, Texas carried it. I'll just kind of read verbatim here. The Texas Bar Association is investigating whether State Attorney General Ken Paxton's Failed effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election based on claims of fraud amounted to professional misconduct. The State Bar of Texas declined to take up a Democratic Party activist complaint that Paxson petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court to block Joe Biden's victory. But a tribunal that oversees grievances against lawyers overturned that decision last month in order to the bar, to look into the accusations against the Republican official. Texas had a number of of politicians that really pushed to try to keep President Trump in office and uh, made claims that turned out to be fraudulent of uh, wrongdoings during the past election. Ken Paxton was and still is the most vocal member of that, and he's under pressure as multiple individuals from the Republican Party even are challenging him for that attorney general spot, and many don't believe he is going to hold on to that position. And this is kind of just another uh, knock against him. We have three more stories to cover. So, so far we covered two high-profile incidences of athlete crime. Uh, what some businesses are doing to try to get people hired. we run over 10 minutes. I broke my promise. It's going to be a little bit over 10 minutes. Uh, the Nat- Kansas National Guard lost an airman, lost airmen after a military vehicle crash. They mourned them on on a Wednesday. And a North Carolina city is committing money to reparations, while Ken Paxton, the Attorney General in Texas, is under more legal problems. Three more stories. This is one a situation we've kept a close eye on. Just outside of Omaha, Nebraska, their suburb of La Vista, police detectives are looking for a woman that say may have information about Ryan Larson, who's been missing for more than three weeks. Young boy, 11 years old, with autism. He's been gone for three weeks. People have looked high, uh, far and wide. I, high and low, I think, is the, the expression for this, young, this boy, basically. And now, La Vista police believe a woman may have connection to Ryan Larson, the 11-year-old who's gone missing. And they can't find her, so anyone with information... Of, of this woman, you can see pictures on WOWT's Facebook page and their website, is asked to contact police at 402-593-6407. Okay, moving to Springfield, Missouri, again from the Associated Press, again dealing with state politics. A federal appeals court panel on Wednesday blocked Missouri from enforcing a sweeping state abortion law that bans the procedures at or after eight weeks of pregnancy. So this three-judge panel of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in St. Louis heard arguments in September in the legal battle over the 2019 law. The measure would also prohibit a woman from having an abortion because the fetus has Down syndrome. But this federal appeals court panel on Wednesday blocked Missouri from enforcing the sweep state abortion law. So a reminder that when you hear news headlines about these abortion restrictions, they're almost undoubtedly going to be blocked by a federal appeals court or some sort of judge at a higher level. At this point, lawmakers cannot pass this legislation. However, uh, there is a case going to the Supreme Court that will analyze whether or not a fetus is uh, viable after I believe 16 weeks, um, somewhere in in that ballpark, uh, drastically reducing the time a woman would have the opportunity to uh, decide if they would like an abortion that case is being considered i believe out of arkansas is, is where uh, actually to that back i think it's louisiana where that case is being considered i don't have the notes in front of me but either way whatever the result from that is it could potentially impact future cases like this one however there is significant debate about to what extent it could do that we just have to wait and see uh, in that regards okay one more story And it comes from Vermont WCAX in Burlington says Vermont officials could drop all pandemic restrictions by the end of the week. So we're talking about Vermont, a state that's been pretty strict with their restrictions. The numbers have played out well. They've had some of the lowest case numbers in the country. With 79.6% of eligible Vermonters now having at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. That's incredible. That leaves 2,385 still needing to get their shot to reach the 80 percent target when they hit 80 percent masking and distancing will be encouraged but not required and there will be no restrictions on gathering sizes or capacity so vermont you can argue have been kind of a staple for what you can do or what should do during the covid 19 pandemic they've had incredibly low case numbers throughout the entire pandemic they have a majority of their state vaccinated and now they are looking to drastically reduce restrictions Keep in mind, their demographics are different than a good chunk of the country. Their poverty level there is lower. Their education level is higher. All important uh, notes to, to think about when it comes to the state of Vermont. Okay, that wraps up our 10 stories. We kind of blitzed through a handful dealing with uh, high-profile cases invo- uh, involving uh, prof- athletes in sports and, uh, in, I guess, multiple legal issues, one with a college football player, one with a NFL coach. How communities are trying to get people to come back to work. A tragic situation with the Kansas National Guard. An update on 11-year-old Ryan Larson's case out of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Two uh, political issues, one out of Texas, one out of Missouri. Uh, How one college is handling students coming back with not getting vaccinated this upcoming fall semester. And then a North Carolina city committing 2.1 million towards funding reparations. Those were 10 big stories we covered on Local News Live that were first reported by our Gray TV stations. We appreciate you tuning to this podcast. Please check us out at Local News Live's Facebook page, Local News Live. There we go, our Facebook page. And be sure to look at your local Gray TV station. We are carried live in between newscasts on a very large portion of our Gray TV stations. And we bring you the national news in between these newscasts by covering these local stories across the country. I'm Ryan Pierce for Local News Live. I'm one of the hosts here at our new digital network. We appreciate you tuning in. And we'll talk soon on Local News Live Daily.